Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we will be continuing our series of fantasy football team previews, this time going through the uh, San Francisco 49ers, a, or uh, actually rather the Pittsburgh Steelers. My apologies for that. The 49ers will be up next. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is a pretty interesting team for fantasy football. So, uh, you know, hopefully it will be another enjoyable episode. I've gotten some good feedback on these from all of you guys. Of course, before we get into it, I do need to ask you guys to, you know, think about subscribing to Roto Experts for this fantasy football season. We think that uh, it will be the only resource that you need to win your fantasy football league. We have all the expert projections, rankings, customizable cheat sheets, sleepers, busts, breakouts, everything that you would need to win your fantasy football league in 2019 is in the NFL 365 package, and you can get 10% off of that $39.99 price using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K. Now let's uh, let's dig into the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting at the quarterback position, of course, Ben Roethlisberger is the starter. Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs are his backups. No reason to think that Ben will not play in uh, most of 16 games this year. Uh, he had one of the highest attempt seasons of his career last year. In fact, it was the highest attempt. Uh, it was his most passing attempts he has ever thrown. He had never thrown more than 608 in a season before. He had thrown uh, and he did that in 2014 and 2013 were his previous highs. In fact, 675 passing attempts was most in football. 5,121 yards was most in football. 16 interceptions was the most in in football. So, uh, you know, just an anomalous season from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, So where do we think about Ben for fantasy football? I'll admit that, uh, you know, I do sort of like him more than Tom Brady, more than Drew Brees, more than Kirk Cousins, a lot of these other kind of, you know, pass-only quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, there's a few reasons for this. The first is that, uh, this sounds weird, but the Steelers do use him on uh, short yardage scrambles. So in Ben Roethlisberger's career, he's played in 216 games, actually has nine rushing or 19 rushing touchdowns. Uh, He only has one, two, three, four, five, uh, five seasons ever without a rushing touchdown. So he adds a little bit of that. But more importantly, I think that quarterback production obviously is pretty related to the offense that you play in. And I do think the Steelers offense, even without Antonio Brown, is actually, you know, probably the third or fourth most totally skilled offense in football. And I would understand why you'd be listening to that and you'd be saying, Davis, what, what are you talking about? You know, there, there's no way they can lose Antonio Brown and be that skilled. And and I would say that you were wrong. Uh, Antonio Brown had the worst season of his career last year in terms of efficiency. He dropped uh, down to uh, he dropped down to eight point four or no that's wrong that's looking at the playoffs so he dropped down to 7.7 yards per target that was the second worst of his career other than 2012 uh in 20 
In 2017, he was a much more efficient player, uh, 9.4 yards per target. In 2016, Antonio Brown averaged 8.3 yards per target. So 7.7 yards per target, that was, uh, you know, that was not ideal. That was less yards per target than Smith-Schuster, than Vance McDonald, than Jesse James, than Xavier Grimble. So I think clearly what you can see was Antonio Brown mattered. He helped this offense, but I don't think he was transforming Ben from what would have been, you know, outside the top 10 at quarterback to inside the top top 10. Uh, how Ben is going to be useful for fantasy this year is going to be pretty clear. It's just going to be through touchdown passes and through, you know, we have been projected for 584 passing attempts, but certainly I think that there's room for them to go over that. Uh, if any sort of injury happens to James Conner, if Jalen Samuels proves to be a guy that they have to get out on the field a little bit more often, I think it's pretty clear that there is more room for Roethlisberger to have some kind of ceiling in fantasy football, you know, more so than some of the other pass-only quarterbacks who are going around him. He's not, you know, he's not one of my favorites. He's not Dak Prescott. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Cam Newton. He's not Kyler Murray. But certainly, if I get Ben Roethlisberger in one of my drafts, if he's sitting there and I don't have a quarterback round 11, round 12, I feel very comfortable pulling the trigger on him, especially, you know, even in these bigger field events, because I would say Roethlisberger is the type of quarterback who is kind of sprone, uh, prone rather to a spiked week. So I, you know, I, I think he's fine in like the FFPC main event or or other big leagues like that. Now moving to the running backs, there are really only two players here worth discussing: James Conner and Jalen Samuels. It seems like all of the updates on Benny Snell are that he's pretty much just going to be a special teams player. He had 13 carries in uh, the first preseason game for them, and you know was playing a lot of special teams, playing with the third string offense. So I I think pretty clearly, uh, James Conner has been a guy who steadily moved up my draft boards. Uh, He told the media uh, recently that he expects to have a 2019 role, you know, pretty much exactly to how he was used. Last year, uh, beat writers around the team believe that the plan to split work out of the backfield is lip service more than anything else. Uh, I think part of the reason why this whole... Jalen Samuels hype train, the rumors about him being used more started is because the Steelers organization hired one of Jalen Samuels' college coaches from North Carolina. Uh, And I thought this was a really interesting story that uh, Will Brinson told on the CBS Sports podcast the other day. So the only reason that people think of Jalen Samuels as a a tight end is because uh, the voters for the uh, ACC conference that uh, Jalen Samuels played in in college wanted a reason to get him on the all-conference team, so they listed him at tight end instead of H-back, which is actually the position that he he plays, but Connor, he played every snap with the facsimile first team offense in the game against the Chiefs in the preseason, and I, I really see no reason to think that he's not the sixth best running back in fantasy football. You know, he is right there after the big four and David Johnson. I, I think I think, J, I think James Connor is better than Nick Chubb. I think he's better than Le'Veon Bell. I think he's better than Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. I think he pretty clearly is the highest of all those guys because he has used, you know, a ton on the ground, but he had 71 targets in the passing game last year. That was, uh, you know, that was, if he had stayed healthy, he would have finished third on the Steelers in targets. Vance McDonald had 72 in 15 games. James Conner had 71 in 13 games. Uh, Jalen Samuels had 29 in 14 games, but of course, a big chunk of his targets were in those games where uh, James Conner was out. And then when James Conner came back 
for that final game of the year. Jalen Samuels had two carries, but had seven targets in that game. So I think it's pretty clear how they plan on using these guys. And and I, I pretty much, in terms of the market shares that we have lined out for the Steelers' backfield, I have the shares pretty much exactly for what happened last year. The reason why we like Jalen Samuels as a zero running back target, though, should be pretty obvious. If anything happens to James Conner, I think Benny Snell is probably far enough away from having uh, a super valuable role that Jalen Samuels would step into this really good passing offense. He would be the primary passing down back. He would probably get some cracks at goal line work. And I, like, I think I think uh, if something happened to James Conner, Jalen Samuels pretty likely to be a top five running back in fantasy. I don't think that they plan on turning over those reins to Benny Snell just yet. So, so definitely, we are interested in both of these running backs at their ADP. I, I would definitely draft both of them where they were going. I wouldn't draft both of them on the same team because the the chances of you being able to start both of them are pretty low. I think they would eat into each other's upside. You know, if James, if James Conner's handling uh, five, six targets a game, that's going to take away a lot of what Jalen Samuels does, especially because this team has a ton of pass catching talent, which is where we are going to move next to the wide receiver situation. So in 11 personnel, we expect the starting offense for the Steelers to probably be Juju Smith-Schuster, Dante Moncrief, and one of Eli Rogers or Ryan Switzer. The team is going to be using Smith-Schuster on the outside this year more than they have in the past, and the team uh, reportedly views James Washington as more of a backup to Smith-Schuster, someone who can play that uh, that exterior wide receiver role, and uh, they view Dante Moncrief as the starter opposite him. And then, you know, they have a lot of talent here. So they have Eli Rogers, Ryan Switzer, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, all as guys who we expect to play this year. And uh, who I expect all those guys to play pretty well. So Smith-Schuster, if you go to rotoexperts.com and just search for Juju Smith-Schuster, you're going to find that he is our number one projected wide receiver in all formats, PPR, half PPR, full PPR, He is ranked my number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He had 166 targets last year, 111 receptions, uh, more receiving yards than Antonio Brown, but half the touchdowns. And I think that pretty much tells you the whole story right there. Smith-Schuster averaged a full yard more per target than Antonio Brown did. He is a more efficient player. He is a better player than Antonio Brown is at this stage in their careers. So yes, the Steelers are probably going to throw 100 less passes this year than they did last year. Does that mean that we should not think that Juju Smith-Schuster's he could he could easily see 190 targets even if the team throws 550 passes because I think kind of the most likely scenario is that no one else really emerges opposite Smith-Schuster. I think Vance McDonald probably plays a very similar role to what he played last year. I don't think that James Washington or Dante Moncrief will earn anything like what Antonio Brown's snap share or target share was like. I think Ryan Switzer is a pretty good and interesting slot wide receiver, but I, we don't have him projected for a big you know, step up in uh, production or anything like that. And the same would go for Eli Rogers as well. You know, I don't think there's any reason to suggest that Eli Rogers is going to siphon targets off away from Juju Smith-Schuster. And, uh, you know, if you look at historic comparisons with Juju Smith-Schuster, you go, okay, who are guys who are 21 or 22 or younger who have posted over 200 targets, over 2,000 receiving yards, and, uh, you know, over 13 yards per reception? The guys that you're going to come up with are Josh Gordon and Randy Moss, and that's it. No one else with the 
this age-adjusted production has been as good as Smith-Schuster is. And therefore, I feel very comfortable taking Smith-Schuster in the first round. You know, pretty much if, if Hopkins is gone, the two guys who I'm thinking at about are Odell Beckham or Smith-Schuster. And honestly, I, I think Smith-Schuster probably has the most, like, absolute, like, bonanza outcome of anyone in fantasy football this year. So I'm going to continue to select him heavily. In fact, James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster are two of my, you know, my favorite players in fantasy football this year because the Steelers, I think, again, are going to run such a concentrated offense, and it's hard for the market to think about these things without Antonio Brown. But yeah, you know, I think there's, I think there's like a non-zero chance that both of these guys are going in the first round on average next year. So now finally need to talk about the tight end situation. Uh, Jesse James has left the team taking 39 targets from last year with him. We expect Vance McDonald to be their primary receiving tight end. Some worrisome coaching comments coming out over the last few weeks where Randy Finkner basically said, you know, Vance McDonald is never going to be an every down kind of player. Uh, He is already nicked up a little bit this preseason. I would say where Vance McDonald is really going to make his hay this year is in in the red zone. So if we think that Smith Schuster is just not a great red zone wide receiver, he doesn't have great results there yet. I'm very hesitant to say he's not good at that just because I don't think there's any reason that he wouldn't be. However, if that does end up being true, the biggest beneficiaries of that uh, are likely going to be Dante Moncrief, who has, that's the one skill he's proven he's had in his NFL career, and Vance McDonald. The, the troubling thing about Vance's ADP for me is that I think I'd probably rather have David and Joku if I was choosing a guy. Uh, you know, uh, in a, an AFC North tight end, I'd probably rather have him, probably rather even have Mark Andrews. You know, I just think that those guys are a little bit more cost-effective selections than Vance McDonald, who... You know, how often do we see a guy break out at age 29? You know, in fact, people probably don't even know that Vance McDonald is 29 because his production throughout his career has been so odd. You know, he was there with the 49ers, never saw over 45 targets that year, saw... um uh, saw only 24 targets his first year with Pittsburgh, saw 72 targets last year. I mean, he always an interesting player, right? But probably not a, probably not a guy who, you know, is going to really change things there towards, uh, towards the end of his career. I think he's a, a serviceable player, but probably not a great player and probably a little bit overvalued in fantasy football circles right now. So that is going to do it here for Davis Maddock on the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. I would encourage you if you find these podcasts to be interesting or helpful to please go to rotoexperts.com and check out all of the amazing expert content that we have. Uh, you know, I, I do really stand by our projections, rankings, customizable cheat sheets, written content, uh, this audio content. I, I really think that Roto Experts, as your primary resource for fantasy football, is going to lead to a winning season in 2019. And you can get 10% off of the Promo, uh, you can get 10% off of the NFL 365 package using the promo code MATTIC, M-A-T-T-E-K.